duro corazón El tiempo pasó, me arrepentí Ahora pediré tu perdón Mi indecisión causó Hello everybody, welcome to We View Yasha We're doing episode 21 Naraku's True Identity Unveiled Finally yeah. Oh, I'm Sean I'm Lindsay. And uh, Lindsay has been wanting to get to this episode for the longest time because why? We've got our main villain through all 167 original episodes, oh, 27 Jesus. final act episodes, and four movies. <laughs> wow. So we're stuck with this guy, are we? Might be around for a few episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> You've got I, a very long story arc. <laughs> see, I would have thought uh, Sashomaru San Samar was <laughs> really the main villain. Oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We had something new. We did. That was a nice surprise. <laughs> well, we start this episode. Another flashback. I don't think so. Oh, wait, unless they recap. Uh, just oh, from what happened in the previous dropping one. the jewel and Chippo screaming and running for his life <laughs> no we're at the, the phone calls at Kagome's house of all of her friends wondering how her uh, bowel movements are <laughs> she's still ble- bleeding profusely from the eyes <laughs> her diabetes come back <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> And every time Kagome has to yank the phone away from her, he's like, I'm here, okay? <laughs> and then Grandpa hits a pretty big nerve by saying, well, excuse me for covering, usually you're in the fetal era. Yeah, a little bit on Grandpa's side here, because he does have to create a narrative while she's gone. It's like, oh, it flared up again. <laughs> he has to keep the diseases believable, and he does have that line, maybe in the dub, where he says, my diseases are on point. <laughs> <laughs> dressed up for her date. Oh yeah, the date with Hojo later. She stops by the well to shout into it. I'm going <laughs> on a date, Inuyasha. There's nothing you can do about it. But before we leave that scene, I do want to mention that Sota is playing what looks like Virtua Fighter. Yeah. And I don't know if Kagome, if I don't know if there was more to this scene. If Kagome was just in a bad mood and so she's just like, go out and play. Shippo or Shippo. <laughs> <laughs> this reality Shippo. All children are Shippo. Oh. <laughs> no, Sota. Yeah. She had, that did seem to come out of nowhere. I think she was just lashing out, maybe. It's like, why don't you go outside and meet some people? Hmm. And then they like focus on the video game where he dies and it goes, game over. Yeah. I'm like, what, what are they trying to say? <laughs> is this is this like Inuyasha's fight? Is this tied into in Kagome going to the tap, right? Oh, you know. Or is it just... I originally... Video well, I originally thought it was a parallel to her emotions, uh, just being feeling beaten down. But maybe it is reminding her that Inuyasha could be in the middle of a fight right now and getting his ass beat. So that's what brings her to the well. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. Now what do you know? <laughs> what is Inuyasha doing? <laughs> and as Shippo's running away... He casts a spell. Ha ha! Oh, he runs to the well. Yeah, he runs to that and casts multiply. A bunch of lookalikes of him that confuse the dogs. They can't. They don't know who the real one is. Shadow clone jutsu. 
and victorious, Shippo rides down the log into the well and then gets hit in the nuts and passes out, <laughs> dropping the jewel onto the ground. Still, way to Shippo. Good job. A spell worked. You got the jewel to the well, where then Kagome sen somehow senses it. Yeah, but she finally senses something. Because, I mean, I guess she senses them. It's weird that she feels it now, even though it's technically not in her world. It's like at the edge. Yeah, but I guess closer than it has been mm -hmm. for however long she's been back. But she still, there's no one around and she still can't find it uh, at the well. And then realizes she's going to be late for her date with Hojo. Which, I mean, I think she must just teleport because she gets around very quickly. Yeah. Considering, you know, the passage of time in the feudal era and she's had time to like, you know, go downtown and I think they, she invited her to a movie, but then they're eating. Maybe they're, they're eating beforehand, possibly. No, wasn't it nighttime? No, oh, it was, well. Or yeah. it was, it yeah. was nighttime when Royo like Khan attacked. Okay. But then I think it's daytime now. It's supposed to be in the exact same area, so I don't know how that works. Maybe it's not the exact same time of year, perhaps. <laughs> really stretching it now. But they're, I assume they're eating beforehand and then going to a move. But Shibo can remain passed out in the well. So then the only question is, how is Inuyasha surviving this ongoing fight? For so long with the gaping chest wound. But that's okay, because all of these questions get thrown out the window, because we just got to Kaede. Uh, hitting upon the idea that Kagome would sure be useful in this fight in locating the weak spots of the demon they're fighting. But Inuyasha, of course, tells her, no, she's never coming back. She's never going to see battles like this again. We're not involving her in any more dangerous things. <laughs> and that's when we're at the date where she's cheating on Inuyasha with a boy named Hojo. But she can't stop thinking about him. And she's very angry. Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> She's like furiously drinking her coke. Like, He's like, did I do something wrong? Yeah, like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me about your day. And then proceeds to not listen to him again. Said, so, look, I'm sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, then sweet Hojo is just like, Kagome, you're forcing yourself, aren't you? <laughs> and at first she takes it as like, oh, he knows I'm hung up on this other guy and I'm trying right. to get over him. But really he's like, you're not feeling well. Your gout, your diabetes, <laughs> and your neuralgia are all flaring up at the same time. <laughs> you don't have to push yourself to, to be here with me. It's weird that he still wants to date her. <laughs> <laughs> like a high school boy is not typically like, oh, let's let's go after the sick girl. I want to get that action. Well, his family does have that health store. Oh! <laughs> Maybe he thinks he's the best suited. <laughs> That is a very good point. <laughs> but you know, I think I'm in agreement with you because what's weird about this plot progression is that she returns to the well three times in a short story period. She sees it before she goes on the date, then runs back to it as she's going on the date, and then runs back to it a third time after the date, or mid-date, I guess. So maybe cut one of those, perhaps? Yeah, I would say like maybe the middle one. Yeah. If, like, she could have just paused on those steps and just gone, did it, was that the jewel? Uh -huh. No, I, I need to go. Or was already on the date when she pauses and feels it from far away. I also, I mean, maybe what would have fixed it, too, is just cut the date 
even though it's hilarious that she's on the way there, feels the jewel, and then runs back and starts digging. But I'm not an editor. <laughs> the creators of Inuyasha do not return my calls, so all I can do is accept what they have given me, which is this very bit of weird nonsense where <laughs> she digs and finds the jewel and manages to transport herself back into feudal Japan. Didn't know what to make of that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she dug deep enough where the jewel was like buried hundreds of years later <laughs> so she was like on the same like I don't know sedimentary soil level as the jewel was in the feudal era. Uh, that is the only way that makes sense. <laughs> we get into some time travel logic issues. We're in a constantly changing timeline. Now that she's grabbed the jewel, she can go back into feudal Japan and has the jewel. So it no longer waits there for her to pick up. That's a real time paradox thing going on. I mean, I'm just thinking of that shard that got stuck in the tree and then they exactly. carved it. Because that's where it was in the past. And so then if it just stayed there. Right. They never found it. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do find it in a later episode, then the Oni mask episode never happens. <laughs> Unless they break the jewel again, put the shard in the tree, and then walk yeah. away. The no mask. Thank you. I think we have to assume that the sacred jewel is eternal, so you can never have more than one at any given time. So when you bury it in the well, it exists there in present day. And when you take it back, there's no longer another jewel there because it's the same one. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Please check out the movie Frequency if you want more weird time travel logic rules. So uh, Kagome is back and she has that brief, very sweet reunion with Shippo before they are menaced by the hellhounds. <laughs> Who have discovered where Shippo yes. <laughs> has been hiding and they're kind of walking down the tree like... <laughs> Not any problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. The tree did nothing. But Inuyasha smells Kagome has re-entered. Has, ah, I must protect her. Kagome's here. <laughs> and he cuts the fuck out of Royakon. <laughs> runs away. Okay, so they everybody runs to the well, essentially, where Inuyasha proceeds to take the tree <laughs> out of the well and shove it down Royokan's throat, which disperses all of the dog. Do you remember the dub line that he says? He has oh. a one-liner, Inuyasha. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I can't recall. He picks up the tree, and he says, you could use more fiber. <laughs> <laughs> Royakon seems to be dispatched for the time being. We don't really see him die. He's just kind of... Yeah, more important things happen later after their slow-motion reunion, which is very yeah. romantic. Royakon just kind of... Am I remembering this wrong? Naraka's not one to let someone run off with his jewel shark. <laughs> I don't think Naraka cares much. He has like a million of them. Uh, priority one is uh, Inuyasha slash... Uh, oh, he notices Kagome for the first time in this scene. But I'll get to that in a sec because we got to talk about their slow-mo reunion that's very yeah. romantic. <laughs> as, he, as Inuyasha floats down, he sees Kagome climb out of the well. And they have a brief moment where she is relieved she makes her climb out of that damn well by herself <laughs> doesn't even lend a helping hand nope 
Kagome? It's your fault I was gone, dick. <laughs> but she cries and says she longed to be with him. But then, I'm crying out of frustration, you idiot. Jesus, what's the matter with you? Yeah, he's not, it wasn't the desired uh, reaction. No, I'm glad she didn't let him off easily because if it was like a, I'm so happy. No, no, no. He pushed you down the well. You gotta, you're allowed to be angry at him. And I like how she's like angry and then she's crying. It totally just catches him off guard. She's yeah. like, ah, crying oh. female. <laughs> yeah, I like how he doesn't like it. He's just like, ah, doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and Chippo looks at the camera and says, oh, these two. Well, I'm glad it's all over. But maybe you said the same thing I did, which is, how can it be over? There are still ten minutes left in this episode. Kaede notices that the insects have disappeared, first of all. Second of all, Naraku, who has been watching from the tree line, sees Kagome for the very first time and thinks, No, can't be. And Kagome senses him as well. Says, There are a fuckload of shards nearby. And I love, um, I did not expect it to go in this direction where uh, Moroku and Inuyasha immediately corner him in the woods. I didn't think they'd find anything by the time they got there. But nope, they corner him and uh, Naraku uh, tells the tale of his origins and how he was once Onigumo. Who, desiring Kikyo in whichever way an evil person does. This is a weird thing. Yeah, it's like... Hey, kid, I, I desire your sister, but that I want her to suffer. <laughs> I think that's it. I think he um, wants to possess her in a way that destroying everything good in her. And so what he does is he calls forth all of the nearby demons that happen to all be phallic-shaped. I hope that wasn't lost on you. <laughs> to devour him. And a collection of all of these creepy demons then become the demon Naraku. So shortly after all this, he then fought Moroku's grandfather. Yeah, I'm trying to get the timeline correct. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe, you know, grandpa who is a monk sensed a great evil and mm-hmm. was like, ah, I've got to stop this. And then Hawk is like, oh, you want to play. <laughs> so he's probably got a bunch of different powers from all the different types of demons that are within him, including shape-shifting and quick-footedness and the miasma we see later. And uh, the jewel shards only make him more powerful. So he doesn't care too much about the jewel shards, I wanted to say. Um, His little gambit that he did, uh, he returned the necklace to the town, and Kikyo was killed. The Shikan jewel is gone. So then he's just left to kind of roam and create havoc wherever. Until the jewel is shattered again, 50 years later, where he then starts picking him up. Maybe we'll get more answers than that if he just sees it and is like, interesting. He has said that the jewel becomes more beautiful, you know, when it's tainted with, you know, hatred and malice. Oh, okay. And so why he returned it, knowing Inuyasha would come to steal it. And Kikyo would come back and see Inuyasha attacking the village. Mm-hmm. And in her hatred, you know, of Inuyasha, and she'd kill him. And then she was, he said she was supposed to, he called her stupid. <laughs> she was supposed to use the jewel to save her own life. 
Aha. She wasn't supposed to die and say, burn this with me. She was supposed to use the power of the jewel to save her own life and doing so would like taint the jewel. Got it. Okay. He had also mentioned that she was losing her priestess powers because she was falling in love. Yeah, I remember that, that she was becoming weaker. And he doesn't want her weaker, I don't think. He just wants no. her. <laughs> so, yeah, he blamed Inuyasha for that. But now he knows that there's a Kikyo slash Kagome. Yeah, and let, let's not forget the Resurrectio that's roaming around. I don't know if he knows about Resurrectio yet. You know, that would really solve this problem because she's also pretty evil. So those two can just get together oh, and yeah. he doesn't have to mess with us anymore. <laughs> I think I just thought of another fan she's fiction not idea. Evil. Yeah, well, she's not. <laughs> I mean, how would you feel? She's not Gandhi. I know. We, we've gone through this when she came back. How would you feel to be... I understand her. I don't agree with her. there first. Well, I'm not Reddit. I don't hate Kikyo. I don't think she's a buzzkill. Okay, yeah, after uh, Naraku explains that their natural mistrust of each other was their undoing. So Inuyasha oh, yeah. gets... like, didn't take that much to break mm. you apart, really. How strong could your love have been? Look, motherfucker, you <laughs> caused this shit. Kagome, where are his weak spots? How many jewel fragments does he have? She has 10, 20. So he attacks. That's when uh, Naraku... Oh, he gets his uh, his baboon uh, hoodie oh, knocked off. Yeah. We see his, uh, his human form. Sort of. Kind of. He's got luxurious hair that covers his face. <laughs> He looks, and eye makeup. Yeah. That, that is a really good cosplay uh, thing. <laughs> I'm sure there are some good ones. I've never, I've only seen no, it. a bad, he's not even a, like. No, he's not a bad boy. He's the villain of the show. Uh, he's, he's a despicable villain. I don't even like him. How apt. <laughs> what did you say then? <laughs> he uh, lets forth a miasma that uh, melts everything in the area. Kind of looks like the mushroom cloud from Akira. And uh, all of his friends have to take cover and run for their lives as the entire force dies around them. And we see Inuyasha's underclothes start to melt off. I really did think it was his fire rat. I was like, no, that can't that can't get melted off this soon. But, he was running around in his little white shirt, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. But Naraku has underestimated him. Because, oh, you've succumbed to my miasma. I have not. He uses the sword to break it away. The sword has these weird little wind things coming off of it. Oh, should I have noticed that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. That means something later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a note of that. But as Naraku starts to retreat, Yunasha gets one more hit in on him, exposing his back where he has a yeah, pretty bitchin' uh, <laughs> drug lord tattoo on his back. That's a burn mark of a spider. Oh, wait, shoot, I forgot to mention a freaking creepy snake. Oh, right, during the flashback. Uh, was... Where they, like, just zoom out, and, like, because Naraku and all them are talking in the forest, and they just kind of zoom out, and there's, like, a snake in a nearby tree that falls out of the fucking tree and into <laughs> the water, and, oh, God, that's just creepy. You hate snakes? I do not care for that. <laughs> I'm glad he's got a spider tattoo and not a snake tattoo. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. But, oh, gosh. And, uh, yeah, that that did exactly what I'm sure it was meant to do, which is like, 
creep you out and feel on edge because there's this. No, I'd rather deal with a snake than a spider. So, I mean, we'll get along fine, but <laughs> I think you're crazy. Spiders are way worse. I will cross the street to get away from snakes. I have. <laughs> yeah, I, you have. Yes, when I lived in Denver, I was walking on the 16th Street Mall. I was walking with one of those giant, like, yellow and white snakes, those, those big right. ones. He's walking down the sidewalk. The, the boa constrictors, like, I think. Hmm. Ah, this is, uh, I want to go to this side right now. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. And you walked away. But after Naraku, <laughs> after Naraku disappears, and uh, Inuyasha is very upset and screams, Fight me! Kaede and Moroku recap all the knowledge they have of him using logic and reasoning. <laughs> and new closing credits start. That's right. It does just kind of end like that. Yeah. It? Which made me think, have we reached the season finale already? But it's a couple more. I want to say it's 27 in the first season. Although Psychopath does that all the time. Where it's like, eh, it's slightly different closing. Here's a scene that happens. Psychopath puts stuff at the end. Inuyasha never does. When you see the credits. Yeah. And your favorite show, Alien 9, also does that at the end of the fourth episode. So here's all the weird stuff that's happening in these closing credits that I have questions it's about. It's the Showberry song. Oh, that's his song? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, he's the only one in the credits. Oh. With Jackie. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just another uh, redo of Kagome's song. Well, no, I, I don't know when this is a Showberry one just because it's it's all him. Right. There is a, a Kikyo one. It's all Kikyo. Well, we are going to spend a whole bonus episode rating all of the songs once we get far enough along. They're not all winners. Oh, okay. There's some that you do want to just fast forward. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we won't. Oh, okay. The, what I want to ask uh, is the Sashomaru stuff. We see him at his father's tomb, mm-hmm. which he can't go to unless he rips out Inuyasha's eye again. So that leads me to believe... This is some sort of flashback? A flash forward? I don't know if it's like something that's actually happened. Like, I don't know if Kagome's actually like rode a Ferris wheel and looked out mournfully on the <laughs> next guy. This is just, uh, these are all metaphors for their I think so. Their I states think, of mind? Yes. I think, because, you know, I think they've said before Sashomaru wants to be better than his dad. Interesting. Okay, I like that. So I think that's just kind of him looking at his the dad's tomb. greatness, this giant skeleton. and. But he also sees a dead dragon. He does. Don't know what that is. And there's something sticking out of the dragon. A bunch of teeth? Ah, okay. And Jockin's, of course, with him this whole time. And then the third shot, which... More baffling than all the other ones is he's flying through space on a pink cloud above the earth. What? Okay. So I, if it's a metaphor for how he's feeling, then of course he, he sees himself as above all of them and uh, can basically conquer the earth anytime he wants. But he, has, he loves his daddy so much that he wants to become him. I, that's more acceptable than when does this weird space thing happen? Is this a spinoff show? <laughs> I think, I feel like it's more like 
he's looking. Okay, so uh, that dragon might have lost a fight with you, Daddy. Yeah. So I think I feel like he's kind of looking at like his father's greatness and wanting to be up, you know, to surpass him, and it's kind of just where he's like on that shimmering little cloud through space, just him trying to go forward to. Mm. Like, well, keep on trying. Yeah, maybe uh, Naraku will have a bad childhood or something that'll make him. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I have to go try to get a Google Drive account. What do I have to do? Get a Gmail account. Oh, God. Okay, I have to get a Gmail account. All right, thanks for listening. I love you all. Lindsay?